Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Sunday, February 12th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. I know there are a lot of people sort of glued to the Super Bowl as I record right now. Um, And not that it isn't consequential. It's just that in my world, there are things that are significantly more consequential. One of them is something that came to mind this week after watching an interview with Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown is the CEO of Brownstone Research. Brownstone Research is a boutique investment research firm. And Jeff Brown, I guess you would say, kind of specializes in technology. He looks at trends, he predicts where things are going, and his track record is pretty astonishing in terms of what he has seen on the horizon in the past in terms of technology. And then that's exactly what blossomed in sort of the time frame in which he indicated it might happen. So I was watching this interview and he was talking about AI and what's coming. And I guess it's, is it general AI? I forget what it's called, which is AI beyond one level beyond where we are now or where we're embarking upon now. And he was saying that AI is like a car or a computer, and I guess I would add, or a gun, meaning that it's neither good nor bad. It's really about who's in control of it and how it's being used. And as I listened to him, I thought about how what he was saying really comes down to human nature and to how we act as humans. Because power in a variety of forms over all of recorded history has had its abuses and its uses, and all of that always depends on, as Jeff Brown said, who's in control, or as he said more than once, who's behind the curtain. And lately, as we look around the globe and things that are happening, and while there are always good things happening, there's a tremendous amount of chaos and a tremendous amount of upheaval. And I think that's always the case as we go through change as a species. But as is also always the case, there are those people who want to take advantage of the chaos. And I think that every day we see examples of that happening in the tech world, in the political world, and in the, in the financial world, and certainly in, in governance itself. And it's not just here in the United States, it's global. And I'm not the first person who has thought or said, what could Hitler or any tyrant of the past done if they had had access to the technology that we have now? Certainly the technology that we're embarking upon. You know, Jeff Brown was saying that by the end of this year, all of us will have an AI personal assistant on our cell phones meaning there will be software through AI that will interact with us, that will hear us, that will see us through our cameras, 
that we'll be able to quickly learn our likes and dislikes and we'll be able to basically recommend things for us, recommend not only products, but some lifestyle choices, maybe even dating, meaning that our virtual selves through AI will be able to date other virtual selves through AI and basically eliminate people down to one or two choices. And then we can actually meet the live in-person, whoever that is of those two choices or meet both of them and make our own final decision. In many ways, it sounds incredible, but we know it's coming. And it's also a little frightening because what happens not only to our own free will, but also let me go back to this concept of human nature, of who's in control, of who's behind the curtain. I say this because for decades, I have been saying and writing about my personal observation and strong belief that technology at a point we've already passed, so at a point in history, recent history, technology outpaced our social and our spiritual development. That is where the danger lies because human nature, whether you go back to the oldest stories in the Bible, you go back to Cain and Abel, or you come all the way through human history, through biblical, through through the Middle Ages, through the early Industrial Revolution, wherever you look, at whatever place of geography on the Earth's surface you look, there have been civilizations that had tyrants rise to levels of omnipotence within their own, I would say, technology at the time, right? Because there was a point in time when the wheel was technology, right? So now we're light years beyond that. And yet, I'm not sure how much we've changed as humans. I'm not sure how much human nature and human instincts have changed. So free will, this concept of free will that we say we have as divinely created and inspired beings, this free will really depends upon us using our power in the best possible way. And for me, I've always looked at it, maybe not always, but in the last several decades, I've looked at it as the correct use of energy. Why? Because we're all energy. That's what we are. Everything is energy. The table I'm podcasting from, the microphone, me, my cat who just walked through the room, everything is energy. The room in which I'm standing, this, the walls, everything is energy vibrating at different frequencies. I like to say that we're all born with a quantum of energy, meaning we're all born with a sort of a finite packet of energy, and we get to live out how we use that energy, how we apply it, how we exchange it. We get to use that throughout our lifetime, and it really is all about the how of how we use it. And very rarely do I promote or talk about my book the questions God will ask. And I don't promote the book. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just bad at marketing. But I think the book is really filled with some very valuable information based upon this belief system that I have, that everything is energy and how we use it matters. So I'd like to spend a little bit of time talking about that and also sharing some things from the book that I think help explain in a very real sense what I'm talking about. 
You know, when I first traveled to Europe many years ago, I didn't have a converter, an electrical converter with me. So, you know, if we're at 110 here, 110 volt, and you plug in your hairdryer into the socket in your bathroom, it works just fine. But if you take it to England or France or even in the Middle East, then you plug it in and they're operating at 210 or 220. What happens is you break the circuit, you burn the appliance, and you can't use the appliance in the way in which it was intended. So in essence, the misuse of energy creates destruction. Well, I like to think that we humans function in a very similar way, meaning I can love you or I can hate you. Both of those are a use of my energy, my emotional energy. If I love you, it has a certain kind of outcome versus what happens if I hate you. So if I hate you, I create instant separation and I project my energy outward in a negative and a destructive way. You feel that, you react accordingly. If I love you, well, the opposite of that is true. If I use my energy to project love, then that is felt too by the recipient. And that allows someone else to feel more comfortable and open up and feel safe in relationship to me. That is why it matters so much how we use energy. Because every day we get to choose, that's free will, every day we wake up and we get to choose how we're going to use the energy that it's at our disposal each and every day. And that energy, I say, I go back to, is the energy we're all born with. It's why the expression exists, it's not what happens to you, it's how you handle it. It's very true. You know, if you turn the other cheek or you punch back, those are two very different responses that generate two very different reactions. It isn't always the case that turning the other cheek is the right thing to do. I, I don't believe that. I believe that there are instances in which so much harm is being done that one must defend oneself. And therefore, turning the other cheek isn't the appropriate use of your energy. You know, I, I practiced family law for 15 years and I've done mediation for 12 or 13. You run into cases where there's physical abuse. And oftentimes, if it's a man against a woman, the women stay in the relationship for a variety of reasons, none of which I really want to go into in this podcast. But at some point, when the pain is greater than the fear of the unknown, they leave because leaving is the appropriate action. And perhaps in some instances where women have struck back, meaning literally either struck back or gotten their hands on a weapon and killed their abuser, sometimes it's also an appropriate action if it's life or death for one or the other. Again, I'm not here to discuss the morality of it all. I'm just here to say that how we use our energy is critical. In the book, in The Questions God Will Ask, which, by the way, is available on Amazon, I talk about guiding principles, 12 to be specific, guiding principles that I give words to, but in essence, they're just frequencies, just like energy and plugging in that hair dryer is a frequency, right? It's 110 here in the States, it's 220 over there in Europe. Well, we also all have 
frequencies that we emit energy at, but we have language to describe it. And so some are love or forgiveness or courage or creativity. We have to give them words because we have to communicate with one another and we have to have language that gives meaning to life in general and to our actions in particular. In my book, as I said, there are 12 principles and I want to share with you two of them on this podcast because I think they are good examples of the principle I'm talking about in general, the, the big principle, the, the, the macro principle, which is that everything is energy and how we use it determines the world we live in. For each one of the 12 principles that I lay out in the book, I define the principle in terms of energy, and then I break the principles down based on their definition into three parts. And for each part, I give you, the reader, a question that you can ask yourself to know the following. Am I vibrating at the highest possible frequency of this particular energetic emission? So again, let's look at love, right? If I'm being totally open-hearted to everyone in the world and seeing everyone as another me and all of us as God in action... Well, that's probably the highest frequency of love. But if I'm sort of liking some people and not liking others, maybe loving some and not loving others, then that's a lower vibratory rate of that frequency of love. And the goal is to get to the highest frequency, to get to the highest vibratory rate on any given frequency. So for example... Let me first share with you the fifth principle in the book. They're called principles of power. The principle of power that I'm sharing is forgiveness. I'm just going to read you the definition. I'm not going to read you the breakdown of the definition, but I am going to read you the three questions because I think it's in the questions that you will understand how the book helps us as individuals understand if we are vibrating at the highest possible level of forgiveness. So the definition that I use in the book is that forgiveness is healing from the effect of words said or actions taken before you or another awakened to what is now more fully understood. If I can just talk about it generally, forgiveness is realizing that we don't behave badly unless we don't know any better. Because once we know better, there's a responsibility to act in accordance with what we know. And so people can say, well, yes, I I knew better, but I did it anyway. No, you didn't really know better. Because if you knew in the sense of what knowing is, which is totally internalizing not only the action, but also the consequence, if we understood the consequences are real and can be very severe, in this lifetime, I'm not talking about dying and going to hell. I'm talking about the consequences of the energy that we send out coming back to us as it will. That's what forgiveness is. It's when we heal and we heal from not only what we did before we knew better, but we heal from how we feel about someone else because of what they did before they knew better. The key part, though, are the three questions. So imagine if you're trying to forgive yourself or someone else and you are having difficulty. Here's the three questions. Question number one, 
What thought or thoughts do I hold which act as obstacles to my living perfect health in mind and body? You have to answer that question for yourself and you have to answer it honestly because if you answer it honestly, you will begin to elevate your own frequency around forgiveness. Think about that. What thought or thoughts do I hold which act as obstacles to my living perfect health in mind and body? Well, if I'm holding negative thoughts and I'm honest with myself, then I realize that I'm negatively affecting my own mind and body and I'm not forgiving in the true sense of the word or the highest sense. Second question, have I forgiven myself and others the choices made when we were less aware than we are now? Hmm. Have I forgiven myself and others the choices made when we were less aware than we are now? Well, that's what it's all about. It's about understanding that when you know better, you do better. And the third question is, do I allow that no one acts badly, but for the fear and resulting pain they experience in their pre-awakened consciousness? Meaning, before we know, before we truly understand the consequences of the use and the misuse of energy, You know, we're all hung up on misinformation and disinformation now. I think it's much more important if we got hung up on the use and misuse of energy. If we acknowledge and we understand that nobody acts badly, nobody misuses energy except for their fear and the pain that they experience in the present state that they're in. Because again, if they were in a higher frequency of forgiveness, they wouldn't behave in a way that they're behaving at the moment. If you ask yourself those questions every day and you answer them honestly with yourself, you will soon begin to change your own behavior and up the frequency and that will change the reality and the world around you and the way people react to you as well. The other one is creativity. So here's the definition. It's the seventh principle of power. The result of source energy flowing freely through you without judgment in order to manifest as the beauty that is unique to originality. Here are the questions. Have I been too entangled by stress to allow creativity to flow through me and out into the world? Because that's what stops us from being creative, stress. It gets in the way. At least that's one of the things that stops us. Here's the second one. Am I stopping myself from the joy of originality because of my need to care what I or others may think of my creation? You know, we we stop ourselves because we judge ourselves in advance. I remember I once had a friend who was teaching a creativity course. She's an older woman. And when the students would sit down with a piece of paper in front of them and crayons or paints, whatever tools they needed, before the class would begin, she would walk around and put an A-plus on everyone's paper. And then she would walk to the front of the room and say, you've already got your grade, now just create. And isn't that phenomenal? Because that's what stops us, judging what we or what someone else may think of what our original creation may be. And lastly, have I remembered that it isn't about being perfect, it's about being original. There is no perfect, but there is uniqueness in each of us. And whether 
I don't care what your form of creativity is, and there are almost an infinite number of them. It's unique to you. Stopping yourself from that originality, keeping yourself from letting that energy flow through you is, I believe, one of the ways we make ourselves sick and ultimately make society sick. So let me now circle back to where I started. We're embarking upon extraordinary AI. It's going to change the way we live and it's going to do it in the next year. If Jeff Brown is right and he has been in the past, it really is neutral, the technology. It's how we use it. And it's also how we allow others to use it. So we are not free of the responsibility of standing for what we know to be true and fair and in the highest good of all concerned. As we embark upon this explosion in technology, let's remember that we have free will, that we each have energy we were gifted with at birth, that how we use it matters, and that it's possible to elevate the frequency of the energy that comes out of you by asking yourself some honest questions and giving yourself some honest answers and then adjusting or adapting or modifying behavior so that it more comports with the highest possible emanation of whatever energetic field you're emitting. Remember again, we use words like freedom and creativity and love and joy and forgiveness. We use words but it's just a way to communicate how we use energy and how we create the world that we live in, in a very real sense. Again, the name of the book is The Questions God Will Ask. It has a subtitle, Prepping for the Final Exam. I am the author, and although I use Carol Gold here on the podcast, the book is written under my full name, which is Carol Goldstein. I hope you pick it up. I hope it's helpful. I think it simplifies all of the convoluted psychiatric attempts or psychological attempts to have us change our behavior. If you can think about it simply as energy, the correct use of it or the misuse of it, I call it right useness. And if you buy the book, you'll understand why. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again next Sunday, and until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember... It's time to think for yourself.